want to talk about today is the Egla Arufa. The parashah of Egla Arufa appears at the end of the parashah of Shoftim. At the end of the parashah of Shoftim. So let's look at the Pesukim. Kim Atzei Halal. If you find a Halal, a Halal is a, a synonym for a, a dead body. I mean, a Halal, somebody who's dead. Then it says, Badama. Ba'adama. Okay, that could be a kind of a non-interesting um, word, except that it says, Asher Hashem Elokechem Noten Nechal Rishtach. Asher Hashem Elokechem Noten Nechal Rishtach. That somehow this is connected to Eretz Yisrael. This is Eretz Yisrael, and we know that in the Torah there's a special level of ethical behavior that is demanded of people who live in Eretz Yisrael that is different than the level of ethical, apparently, the level of ethical behavior that is demanded of people who live elsewhere. And in fact, the Torah says quite bluntly and clearly that if uh, uh, the people who live in Eretz Yisrael are not maintaining the proper ethical standards, which include, of course, doing the mitzvot and the halachot, then the land will turn against them. That's what the Torah says. It's not that God will turn against them, even though certainly you know, that's, that's what's implied. But the Pasuk says, you know, that, yeah. that the Adama, that the, the land of Israel, Takiyah, will vomit you out as though it was a living organism that can't take unethical behavior. Behavior of this type that is described in the Torah. So here it says, Ki halal. And we know that in these parashiot we've dealt with the matter of uh, murder at different levels, murder shogeg, murder bebezid, right? Murder is uh, being dealt with. Asher nofel basadeh. Nofel basadeh. Ki halal, nofel basadeh. He's dead, I guess, in the field. No, no, mihikahu, and we don't know who killed him. We know from looking at the body that somebody killed him. It's not a case of somebody just keeling over and and dying, but uh, it is a case of someone actually killing him. Rash, uh, sorry, pasuk bet. And they will go out. Who will go out? Zekeinecha v'shoftecha. Rashi says, Zekeinecha v'yatsu zekeinecha. In other words, Rashi notices that there are too many words here. Who should be going out to do all of this, whatever the parasha is? The shoftim, the judges. Who are the zekeinim? who go with the judges. You know, Rashi was into that. Words, and what do they add? What do they? What meaning do they add to the Sukim? So Rashi says, V'yatuzikeinecha miyuchadim shebizikeinecha The special ones of the zikeinim. Yatuzikeinecha It's like a, it's not just a collective a word according to Rashi all the elders but it means the special elders the ones who are noticed 
And who are the ones who are noticed? Miuchadim Shabizukay Nechem, the special ones. Elu Sanhedri Gidola. So the Gemara says, so who's special? Who's special in the Zikainim? Uh, Sanhedri Gedola, right? The people in the great, of the great assembly, right? The kind of, you know, that, uh, that very special kind of higher court that existed in Yerushalayim. So, so, uh, Rashi's already told us that this is kind of a very uh, 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 significant event. I mean, you're not going to call the Sanhedrin to come out and to check on the measurements unless there's something really very important going on. Is that the next Pasuk already? Yeah, I hear. And they, they measure the distance to the cities around this dead body, Rashi, the Kotsa, So Rashi says, you can't just measure in one direction. You have to measure in all the, all the directions, right? Like geometry, remember? So that's how you do it. You find out which city is closest to the dead body. And then what do you do? And then what do you do? Pasukimu. Vaya ira krova el hechalal. Right, the closest city, we've determined where the closest city is to this dead body. Vulakhuzik deha ira hu eglat bakar ashelo ubad ba ashelo mashchaba ol. So you take an egla, a calf, bakar. Of uh, eventually large animal, right? An egla, a calf of a large animal, egla ubadba, which has not yet been used uh, to work the land, right? Ashelo All is a yoke, right? Did not pull the yoke, right? There's a description of the work of a large animal, right? You could check. Uh, Discovery Channel, and you'll see it right there. And and he says, and then what happens? You take this egla, this cat. And the right? The elders. Of that city, the city closest to the halal, what does it have to do? They take the egla el nachal eitan. Nachal means a river. What does eitan mean? There is a word in Hebrew, eitan, strong, for powerful. Rashi says, nachal eitan, kashe, shalom ne'evat. Kashe, hard. How could a nachal be hard? Well, it could be hard if it is a powerful stream all the time. There's always water streaming through this nachal. So if there's always water streaming through this nachal, then it's never actually been used for farming purposes. Right? In other words... In, the, in a world where sometimes there is water, so there is water, so during the off-season you could plant in the nachal. But here it's a nachal eitan, a shalom, a evoridu, 
Zikmea here who had to eta egla, the calf, el nachal eitan, this kind of nachal. Asher lo ye aved bo lo ye zara. There's no work done there, there's no planting. So they take the egla and they cut off its head. They cut off its head, of course. Uh, I mean, we don't know what the egla is doing exactly because we know about sacrifices that are brought to the Beit HaMikdash for the purpose of kapara, of atonement. But we don't know exactly what this Egla is doing in the middle of nowhere, close to the city, or the Nachal Eitan. could be far, could be close. I mean, we don't know where the Nachal Eitan is, but the Nachal Eitan produces a sacrificed calf. Looks like a sacrificed calf. And then the Pasuk says... Uh, where they come from these Kohanim but I guess maybe they come from the same city there are Kohanim and these Kohanim are called Bnei Levi this is something in the book of Tvarim that Kohanim are always called Bnei Levi and that's something for a different discussion but it's a fact so that means it doesn't bother us so much. That's what I'm trying to say. If you remember the book of Dvarim Baal Peh, then Kohanim B'nai Levi won't bother you. Even though we're not sure why the Kohanim in Dvarim, the book of Dvarim, are called often B'nai Levi. I mean, of course they were B'nai Levi. There's nothing that's wrong with it. But in, uh, in the book of Ayikra, uh, it's Kohanim. Not Kohanim B'nai Levi. So, put that on the side. I don't know the answer to the question. I can't discuss it right now. Whichever appeals to you. Because they are special. They serve God. And they bless in the name of God. And the uh, uh, Kohanim serve as justices out in the field and call Noga. They, they're also the medical person. They make determinations. That's what that pasuk means, I think. Call Reev, call Noga. Reev is a, a, a dispute and a Noga is an affliction. And so the Kohanim somehow determine. When it comes to afflictions, it's very clearly stated in the Torah. They look and they decide whether the afflicted person is still contagious or whether his period of contagion has ended. Right? That's, that's their, medical, their medical prowess. And even though we're talking about, you know, in the parashiot of Tazria Umitzorah, we're talking about um, different kinds of nigaim, different kinds of afflictions, afflictions that afflict clothing, they afflict houses and afflict people, right? So that when it comes to the affliction that afflicts people, we understand that they make a determination. They also make a determination on the houses. If they go to a house and they see a block of stone, and that block of stone seems to be afflicted, so they decide, take it out, take out that stone, replace it with another with another stone. That's alcohol reef, alcohol noga. 
the Kolzik so that's the there he, he had this scene. Somebody is shafting this calf, the Zikenim are there, the Kohanim Levi are there. They're all like at this particular a particular moment. Uh, they are like Kohanim. The Kohanim, we know Yom Kippur is coming up, so you know the Kohanim during Yom Kippur wash their hands and their feet many times. Every time they go to do another Avodah, another, they serve God again. Right, another avodah. Kolzik neir akrovim lechalal yichatsu et yidehem al ha'galah harufa b'nachal. They wash their hands al ha'arufa al ha'galah harufa b'nachal. Somehow they they get to do tshuva. They get to ask for atonement, even though they didn't do anything. They they certainly didn't do anything. I mean, nobody for a moment thinks that the Zikenim are actually the ones who did whatever happened so again uh, 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 one more pasuk Vanuva Amru and the Zikenim the antecedent of Vanuva Amru they answered and they said or they spoke and they said Anuva Amru Yadenu Lo Shafchu Et Hadam, you see, it's written. It's a kri uchtiv. It's written in the Torah, Shin Pei Kafe, but we read it Shavchu. We read it Shavchu. I mean, I guess the plural is the right one because we're talking about the Zkenim. But somehow the text became singular. Yadenu Lo Shavcha is what the text reads. We read it. And our eyes did not see who did it. I, I, this is quite remarkable. They're taking responsibility for the death of an unknown victim. And nobody knows who he is. It's like those mystery movies, you know. No identification. Uh, chief, uh, nothing. So the guys, the policemen who were there first, somebody could accuse them of killing this guy who was lying in, a, in the river or something. Certainly not. But they accept responsibility. They accept responsibility. They have to say, Yadenu lo shavchu et ha adam lo ra'u. And we didn't see anything. And then Pasuk Chet. Look at Pasuk Chet. And we beseech God that He should atone all of Am Yisrael. All of Am Yisrael. Do not let pure blood sort of roost itself in the midst of Am Yisrael, your people Israel. Adam and they will be atoned for the blood. And you will um, exorcise, exorcise. You will uh, remove 
this pure blood from your midst, you'll do what is demanded in the eyes of God. Rashi, Pasuk Zayin, Yadeinu Lo Shavchad, it's like an essential Rashi, I mean, what do they say? Who, who, who suspected them? Who thought that they were these type of people? Ella, Lore Inuhu, Upatra Nuhu, the We didn't see this dead person and send him away without food, and without being um, uh, supported by somebody, without uh, having. Uh, Having people take him along the road, so the Zakedim say this, and the Kohanim say that, and so you have this act of kapara going on outside of the Beit Hamikdash. I mean, even though in the Beit Hamikdash in Yom Kippurim, as we know, the Kohanim, the Kohen Gadol, uh, intervenes in order to achieve kapara for all of Am Yisrael. All of Ab Yisrael, when it comes to this halal, this halal, our assumption is that, I mean, Abi, you see that somebody killed him. Somebody killed him. And if somebody killed him, that demands atonement. And if I find the guy, as the Ramban will explain, find the guy immediately, we, we bring him to court, we find him guilty, we treat him like a murderer, all this stuff doesn't count. All this stuff doesn't count. But if we don't find the murderer, we expect, we accept responsibility. In other words, murder. Murder is not something that was done by him. Murder was done by everybody. Everybody. And the time to take note of that, of that everybody aspect of murder, is when you find a dead body in the middle of nowhere, and the dead body was clearly murdered. That murder... That murder itself has to be atoned, has to be atoned by by somebody representing Klal Yisrael, representing the entire Jewish people. Yeah. Is it this last part though could actually be true? Because they have to say mm-hmm. that they didn't see this poor man. Because they very well may have seen this poor man go off and say, I'm too busy, I'm a dogging, I don't have time to get the food. In other words, that last part, they say they didn't see it, that's the one part that could actually be relevant to them. Well, they didn't murder him for sure, but they might have sent him away without food. Yeah, but if they found the murderer, they would never ask this Kainim that question. That's true. In other words, it could always be it could always be that they were not sufficiently uh, uh, kind, they didn't uh, give him enough food, they didn't send people along with him on the road to protect him. All of that could be true, but if they found the killer, they wouldn't do this. They wouldn't do this. In other words, what, what, the, um, what the Torah teaches us is that when there's a murder, and you're able to identify the murderer in some way, then that's that's the the person that you think of that you that you concentrate on the murderer but if you can't find the murderer you can't find the murderer that's apparently an educational opportunity it suddenly becomes everybody's issue everybody's problem um, according to the Torah now even though today we can't easily do this Egla Arufa right 
for whatever reason, you know, we're missing Kohanim, we're missing Leviim, we're missing Zikinim, we're missing... Can't do that, but we could develop an interest in this ethical question. And that ethical question is, how are we responsible, how much are we responsible for the crazy people in our midst? But I think most people develop the, an antibody. It's not me, it's not my family, it's not us, it's not, you know, sort of like try to, try to push it away. We don't say, oh how terrible that is, it's my fault. I mean, that's something that is, it's not counter-indicated, but I mean, that's why we have police, right? We have police so that they should be responsible, and I don't want to be responsible. But that's what, that's what the Torah seems to say, that there is this responsibility that we have to the dead body that's discovered. But it's not just to that dead body, I think. It's anybody who is murdered. Even if you do have a murderer, if you have a murderer that you can point to and, and, and punish, but in some way, in some way, this, uh, this distorted, distorted value that we live with is somebody's fault. I mean, somebody is not doing the proper job in some, you know, in, in, in a way. And the Torah wants us to accept that responsibility to a certain extent. If you have this public demonstration ending with the ending with this uh, uh, with the pasuk Hashem. I mean, kaper, kapara, atonement. What are they being atoned for? And it says, Amcha Yisrael. It doesn't say the people who live right here or the people who live in the closed city. The closed city people are just the ones who are chosen to do this avodah this service of God, but they re- represent the entire nation. The entire nation can't say, it's not my fault, according to this parasha. You have to say, it is my fault. And I think that, that, that that's an interesting matter. That's an interesting matter because, um, well, let's look at the Ramban. You see the Ramban? Inyana Arifa. What is this all about, really? That's what the Ramban is saying. So why... Why do you have to slaughter the agala in the middle of nowhere and then pour the blood into the nachaletan and then make sure that nobody serves, uh, uh, nobody works the land or serves uh, in, uh, on that piece? I mean, what is going on here? Especially since there is a halacha that shchutei chutz are also. You're not allowed to sacrifice outside of the Beit HaMikdash once the Beit HaMikdash is built. And it's uh, clear that the Torah is referring to both post-Beit HaMikdash uh, um, time. It can't be that the Torah is only referring to earlier, you know, the time before the Beit HaMikdash was built. I mean, that's, that's not reasonable. I mean, there are many references in the Torah to the Beit HaMikdash. So, so look at what the Ramban says. The Ramban says, Omar Rabbi Abraham, that's the Ibn Ezra. Shashem siva lasot kain ala ira krova, that God commanded us to measure, to get to the closest city. Kilule sha'asu abeira kidome kidomela lo nizdamein shiregadam karov mehem. So there you have it. 
He says, the, the Bedezer says, it's clear that we measure from the dead body to the closest city. It's important for us to know the closest city is because in that closest city is the murderer. He's in there. It's not the Torah is not just telling us to to practice geometry, but the Torah is telling us this is how you get closer to the dead, to the to the victim, not the victim, to the perpetrator. Right? This is how you get close to the perpetrator. Uh, is it the perpetrator of this crime or a murderer? In other words, because there is a guilty person in the city, that's why this could happen. Now this is a, like a metaphysical, uh, no, not metaphysical, a, 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 a Kabbalistic position. Now you know the Ibn Ezra was a little bit of a Kabbalist. I mean, philosopher, Kabbalist. What the Ibn Ezra says is that, that you could have, like the world, there could be a weakness. Like if you imagine the atmosphere surrounding the world, there could be a place where there's a hole in the atmosphere. I mean, today we know that there can be. But I, I just mean, I, in, in an, as an idea, there, there's a place where things are not as they should be. Right? And that place is indicated to us by this process according to the Ibn Ezra that I find out that the closest city is a city in which there is evil something wrong there and and, and so God has arranged it so that I could put my finger on the city and then try to deal with the problem try to deal with the problem and then he says uh, uh, and and the way God works in the world is not just not clear to us. We don't understand how God works. In other words, it's always a mystery. We say God is just, but we think that there are things going on in the world all the time that are unjust. Right? Just, unjust. So, he says, And the Ramban goes on to quote the Mor Nebuchim. And it was according to the, according to the, uh, you have to understand the difference between the Ibn Ezra and Rashi. According to the Ibn Ezra, there's design. That God is in charge of what's going on. Why is this guy dead? He deserved to be dead. Right? If you can't find... If you can't find the perpetrator, so it must be that he deserved to be murdered. Because if he didn't deserve entirely to be murdered, we would be able to find the perpetrator and punish him. I mean, you know, it doesn't make sense to the imagination that things happen in the world that are entirely unjust. So this guy deserved to be dead. But the reason that we didn't couldn't find the perpetrator is because the city that was closest to him when he died is a city that we have to look into. Right? And this is how God gets us to that, to that city. And while it's kind of difficult to understand like how God works, nevertheless, the Ibn Ezra is confident that that's what happened. And that's the first thing that the Ramban quotes. The second thing that the Ramban quotes is, Ki <laughs> 
בעבור שברוב הפעמים יהיה רוצח מן העיר אשר סביבו נחבל וכשיצאו הזקנים ויתעסקו במדידה ההיא וזקני העיר ההוא יעידו לפני הבורא שלא התרשלו לא התרשלו, זה פעמי? לכל? לא פעמי Keep hoping. <laughs> okay. So you see the, Ram, the Rambam. Here's the Rambam. You know, the Rambam in the Mora Nebuchim, in the Mora Nebuchim, a very big part of the Mora Nebuchim, like the easy part, is the Rambam's uh, uh, analysis of Ta'amei HaMitzvot. The Rambam, about a third of the book, third of the book, which has three parts to it. Uh, but about a third of the book, I think, is Tamea Mitzvot. The Rambam explains the mitzvot, and generally explains them in very pragmatic and practical, useful terms. In other words, all these mitzvot are good for us in some way or other. And that's what the Rambam generally explains. Against, you understand, the, the Rambam who doesn't like to talk about mitzvot in practical terms, although he may think that there are practical aspects to, you know, whether mitzvot are good for us, but the Ramban thinks more in terms of why God wants us to do the mitzvot. Right? Like, how is it good for heaven? How does it work out that, uh, that God makes this demand on us? It must be something that God wants, or God needs etc. So the Ramban here says, quoting the Rambam, right in the Moranavuchim Gimel Men, right part 3, chapter 40. He says, all of these zikenei ha'ir, k'sheh, to do it again. Kiatam legalot The actual reason is to enable us to find the murderer. Right, to find the murderer. Not like the Ibn Ezra, who said that the real purpose they was to find a place that has to be dealt with, right? The city has to be dealt with. Other people have to be dealt with. The Rambam says, Legalot Most of the time, the dead, the murderer will come from the closest city to the dead body. When the elders go out and have to measure uh, from the dead body to the closest city, when the elders of the city will announce before God, will, will give witness to go before God Shalom that they did not um, weaken in their uh, fixing the roads and watching over them Visheinam and they don't know Einam Yodimi Arag Etzeh they don't know who who killed him Ukashiyechaker Ha'inyan Yesu Azkenim when they look into this matter the Zikenim will come together the Aviu Hagala they'll bring the cap. So all of this mess is so that people should talk about it. It's like 
hey, you know what's going on, you know, they're, 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 they're cutting off the head of the Agalah, they have Nachalaitan, and like all of this has got to make an impression according to the Rambam. She says, mm-hmm. So if people talk about it, if they talk about what happened, maybe it will become clear to us who the murderer was. So the Rambam focuses on the murderer, and he doesn't interest himself in the gory details or in the fact that what difference does it make? What has all of this got to do with finding the murderer? Right? Otherwise, unless you're willing to accept this principle of the Rambam, that as strange as it is, it'll cause more conversation and more talking and more attempts to understand. So that's that's what that's what it says. Now look look at the end of the Ram the Ramban. Ukfara Mru in the Yushalmi Shafilu Ploni Lote And in the Yushalmi it says. In the Yushalmi it says, no. Afilu tavo shivcha. What is a shivcha? Maid servant. What? Maid servant. Okay, maid servant. Psula So what? Psula Exactly right. A shivcha is not a person who has little influence, but she's also psula leidut. But if a shivcha who's psula leidut, she has no standing, there's no reason to believe her. Right, when she comes, she says, I saw Plony the murderer do the, this particular act of murder. In, what does the Yushalmi say? Uh, Yushalmi says, I feel the Plony who You stop the process. You don't cut the head of the calf off. Meaning that we do anything once we, if we just think or imagine that we know who the killer is, you don't do this whole process. And therefore, the Rambam says, obviously, that's the point. The point is that we want to find the murderer. But once we have an inkling, even though this shifcha is psulala idut, she certainly gives us a direction. You know, like, like she said, it was that guy, so I have no reason not to believe her. But you have to understand there's a difference. I mean, I know this is politically maybe incorrect, but the, the halacha is not that we don't believe women. The halacha is that they can't be a dim. And that's an arbitrary thing. Just like two brothers, let's say they were named Moshe and Aaron, these two brothers. They could not be a dim in the same uh, uh, case. They could not both give witness that Ruven killed Shimon. Or if they did, we wouldn't accept the witness at all. But that doesn't mean we don't believe them. It doesn't mean we don't believe them. So they have to differentiate between believing and witnesses. So this Shifcha, who came and said, I saw the person who murdered, we believe her. We believe her. And therefore, we don't continue with the process of Egla Arufa. However, because of a technicality, and you all know that that's something that comes up, because of a technicality, we have to get other witnesses. But once we know what we're looking for, the chance that we'll find the witnesses is, is great. Right? It's, it's likely that it will happen. So now, here we go. 
אפילו תראו שפחה ותאמר לא תיערף, ואם יודע הרוצח ויחרישו ממנו ויעידו לפני הבורא על נפשותיו כי לא ידעוהו יהיה בזה זדון גדול. And we can't imagine that these כנים, if they knew who the murderer was, would say that they didn't know who the murderer was, according to, according to the Rambam. וכל השומע שמץ דבר בעניין, יבוא ויגיד, ויתפרסם הדבר, וייהרג או על ידי בית דין, או המלך, או גואל אדם. So that this, once you know who the murderer is, then the halachot that we've learned will take care of him. Right? The king can kill him, the Beidin can declare that he is guilty, and the Gohel Hadam can kill him. You know, so all of these things assure us that he will be treated uh, properly. Gohel Hadam. And that will also give us kind of, um, you know, it's like you make a, a, a strange place in the world, some place where there's no, nothing growing, nothing is, is being uh, produced. So, so everybody who comes around knows that there's unfinished business, right? That we, have, we, we don't have the moral uh, support of Eretz Yisrael 100%. Only 99% or some other number. But it, it's saying that, that we're not, we go there and we say, we're not entirely free. We can't claim that we did everything that could possibly be done. Because that would mean that we found the guilty, the guilty person. As long as we didn't find the guilty person, according to the Rambam, we've got a, uh, we have a problem. We have a problem. יתחזק העניין, ביות המקום אשר תערב בו עגלה, לא יבד בו ולא יזרע לעולם. יכירו בו רעב וידברו בו. יכירו בו רעב. Everybody will know when they see this place, they'll say, oh, hey, you know, we have, we're guilty of something. We haven't solved the problem. We haven't done it. In. So the Rambam sees this whole process as being one that leads us to uh, uh, moral superiority, moral, uh, a state of, uh, of morality that is not accepted any place in the world, the world today. And so, there's the Ibn Ezra, and there's the, the Rambam. The Ibn Ezra says that this is God's hand helping us to clarify a situation that has to be taken care of. Not necessarily the murderer, but a situation, right? A situation of some sort or another. The Ramban ends, right? The long lines in the Ramban at the bottom, you see? The Ramban Rabban says, according to the Rambam, all of the stuff that we do, the Egla Rufa, the Zikenim, the Kohanim, the Arifa, the, all these things that we do are pragmatically positive. They'll produce a positive result. Aval, 
But the this entire act is not uh, reasonable in itself. Wouldn't it have been better to do this whole thing in a field that is worked and that we do plant and that does grow? Because then everybody would notice it and would know because in a regular Nachal Eitan, we don't know why. There's no, there's no ways to tell what the cause of our absolute... In other words, it may be just be unreasonable to work the land in that place, in the Nachal Eitan, because the water is always coming down so strongly. In other words, the Ramban says simply, it's very good, you know, the idea that the Rambam has, it's a good idea. But the Rambam did not explain to us why we do these weird things that we do. What does Nachal Eitan have to do with this? What does Arifata Egla have to do with this? I mean, you once you kill the Egla, it's gone. It's not a memory that keeps going forever and ever, right? I mean, it's not, you don't have the... Uh, you don't have a TV playback of Arifata uh, Ha'egla to, to make people say, hey, what's going on? What happens here? So listen to the Ramban. Fidati Yeshbo Ta'am Ki'inyan Akorbanot Anaseh Bachutz. Yeshbo Ta'am, we're talking about a category. And we're talking about the category is korbanot anasim bachutz. That even though we think that all the korbanot are done in the Beit HaMikdash, there are in fact korbanot nasot bachutz. Anasim bachutz, sa'ir ha-mishtaleach upara you remember there are two Seirim and one goes to Azazel wherever that is and, and that Seir goes by Chutz and is killed someplace outside of the Beit HaMikdash to the east right to the east and the Paraduma also the Paraduma is not sacrificed in the Beit HaMikdash uh so the Rabban reminds us that there are sacrifices that are given outside of the Beit HaMikdash. Now why are there sacrifices given? What would you say? Why are there sacrifices given outside the Beit HaMikdash? What, pray, could be the reason for such an indiscretion? Just a second. Yeah, I have... I didn't want to print it. But the Rabban had to tell me, the Rabban.
Okay, the, the Rabban had a Talmud. The Rabban doesn't explain his point, but he had a Talmud whose name was Rab Yitzchak de Minako. Rab Yitzchak de Minako, who left us also a commentary on the Ramban. And what the Ramban says, I mean, I really don't like to end the shiur on an annoying note, but I have to do that. The Ramban, the Ramban thought that there was um, apparently that there were evil forces in the world that had to be placated in order for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to grant us atonement was similar to the story of Eov right? the way the story of Eov is told there's a Satan and there's a Kodesh Baruch the Kodesh Baruch is very proud of Eov and the Satan says the Satan says well I mean Eov has a good life if anybody had as good a life as Eov he would certainly be respond to the demands of the Torah etc so there's this idea that even in the world that God created, right, which is certainly God's world, there are forces that have to be placated. And so when, they, when, when the Satan said that, God went to prove that Eo was special and that he would be able to withstand the oppression, to be able to withstand the repression of, of having uh, all the good things taken away from him. That's what, that's what it says. So the Ramban, the Ramban, not necessarily learning from this, but but the Ramban was of the opinion apparently that there was a need to placate forces in the world that were um, unacceptable to us, and so in order for Am Yisrael, in order for Am Yisrael to receive atonement on Yom Kippurim. And in order for that atonement to be blanket, right, to cover everybody, everybody's going to reach atonement, then the Satan, who can find something wrong with every single person, has to be placated, right, has to be put out of the picture. And the Sa'ir Azazel does that. Similarly, uh, I want to get into the story of Paraduma, but Paraduma somehow... There is this Tuma and Tahara interchange. Right? There's a, that's also outside of the Beit, Beit HaBikdash. Now here you have the Egla Arufa. The Egla Arufa, it's as though, according to the Ramban, we discovered in this Halal, in the Sadeh, that there's something wrong in the world. Because if there wasn't anything wrong with the world, then you'd never have a, like a dead body, an anonymous dead body appearing in the in the in the field, and so the egla arufa is a kind of a sacrifice outside of the Beit Hamikdash, in order to enable in order to enable somehow neutralizing this uh, uh, bad that exists in the world and that influences us, that influences the way we do. Certainly, that was the way that the Ramban uh, uh, understood it. Now the Ramban, the Ramban, you have to understand that the Ramban was interested in the details. Why Egla, why Arufa, why Nachaletan. He understood what the Ramban said. And he may have even agreed with it. 
Begin agreed with the Rama, but he would, felt that the Rama did not explain the details of Egla Arufa, and that somehow the real story is in Egla Arufa. Now we don't, I mean, in modern times, I've not found that this is such a, you know, crucial issue. But if you think in medieval terms, the idea that there are people who do bad things is, is not obvious. It's not clear where these people who do bad things come from. Where does bad come from? Why aren't we all angels? I mean, not angels, angels, but why aren't we all nice people and good people? After all, we all come from God, and we could attribute to God those midot, those attributes, right? God is nice, God is merciful, God is Hashem Hashem, Rachel Mechadim, we're on the eve of, uh, of uh, Slichot, and you know that we think that that pasuk, or those two pasukim, are the ultimate prayer. Is the ultimate prayer to say, Hashem, Hashem, Kel, Rachel, Bechanon, Why is that the ultimate prayer? Why is that something that, uh, that we get excited about? You know, we say, Hashem, Hashem, because if it's God, then it's us. And if it's us, then God has to notice us that way. Right? As, as being Ba'alei Rachum Rechanun. That's, that's the Kabbalistic view of things. It's Lichot, after all, is a Kabbalistic event. Right? Because it was too late for them to take over the Machsar. But they did to a certain extent. But they took over Slichot without a doubt. Okay, so you see, you see that in this time, between the 10th century and the 13th century, the Rishonim were concerned about what the implication of uh, Egla Arufa is, and uh, while they didn't come to a common uh, conclusion, uh, there's no doubt that the, that the uh, Egla Arufa calls upon us to achieve a higher level of moral existence than anybody could imagine, anybody today would imagine. Okay, have a good Chinese uh, This is just David Tzvi Hoffman is a summary. Uh, David Tzvi Hoffman was a, a Lithuanian, naturally, who was brought to um, to Germany to be the head of the Beit Rabbanim in Frankfurt, Berlin. I'm sorry, in Berlin. David Tzvi Hoffman he wrote very very well known. Uh, to Chuvot and to uh, to act against the, the uh, you know the modern tra- uh, commentaries on the on the Chumash. He wrote a pretty long commentary on uh, on uh, the Chumash. Breishit Shvot Vayikra Bamidbar and Dvar. He wrote he wrote a commentary which is now available in Hebrew. That's where not now it's been available Hebrew. Nechama Leibowitz likes to quote David Zvi and others, but you know, if you do, if you do the Chama language sheets, you might find uh, David Sviyata. If you any other information, you can Google David, David Sviyata. Google is a, a great resource. Mm-hmm. Not only everything, but everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, all the best. Mm-hmm.